The sun is down, the streetlights are on, and you're listening to Largely the Truth with Brennan Store. Pull you restless sleepers and midnight creepers, bleary-eyed truckers and the graveyard shift, this is Brennan Store, and you're listening to Largely the Truth. Whether you're staring at a screen or the lines on the road, all is well. For the next little while, it's going to stay that way. Because I'm here, you're there, and together, we're going to explore the night. Welcome back to Largely the Truth. I am your host, Brennan Store. And this is the internet's favorite podcast. The internet just doesn't know it yet. How are you guys doing? I am doing fine despite the still abominable weather here on the West Coast. It has been, well, it's been eventful. It's been eventful. Not necessarily for for me and mine, but for folks I know over on the mainland, specifically over there in Vancouver, just across the water from me, things are uh, pretty, pretty dire, pretty dire and pretty damp. So if you are one of those fine folks, my heart goes out to you. I know it is a, it's a difficult time. Fittingly, this week on Largely the Truth, we talked to a guest about some pretty weighty themes, some, some pretty heavy stuff. That guest is the singer-songwriter Brian Kelly, who performs under the name Oceanography. Oceanography's second LP, 13 Songs About Driving Nowhere in Alphabetical Order, just dropped in September. And Brian and I talked for the better part of uh, 35 minutes about the record, and some of the hardship that inspired it. And so much like Brian's new record itself, it is a uh, heavy conversation, but ultimately, I think, a hopeful one and an optimistic one. Because, well, I suppose there's not much point to pessimism at, <laughs> at this stage in the game, right? You're either on board or you're not. And by God, there's no way in hell we're going to lie down. Not after putting up with all this shit, right? Okay. So... Just before we get going, I want to remind you, if you want early access to new episodes and an ad-free feed, head on over to patreon.com slash largely the truth. That's patreon.com slash largely the truth. And for only $2 a month, you get exactly that. You get an ad-free feed, you get early access to the episodes, usually a couple days ahead of schedule, and any bonus conversations that happen to come along. You can also now find us on the Repod app. So make sure to search for us there, follow us on Repod. And if you have any questions about the show, you want to uh, comment on any of the episodes, please feel free to do so. I'll be active in the Repod community and be happy to answer any questions you might have. You can find Repod in any of the major app stores. And uh, yeah, just get on there and search for Largely the Truth with Brennan Store. One last piece of business before we get to the conversation. I will be giving a talk about podcasting on the Wisdom app sometime in the next few weeks. I'll talk about it more on the next show. I'll have more of an idea about what's going on. You'll be able to listen to that talk for free. All you have to do is sign up to the app and then it will be a live talk. And I, again, I'm still writing it. I don't have firm dates. I don't have firm timeframe, but I'm thinking probably about 20 to 30 minutes and then I'll be taking live questions from the audience. So I'd really, really love to have you there. And again, keep listening to Largely the Truth for updates or my other podcast, The Ghost Story Guys, and I will fill you in as more information becomes available. All right, now that all of that housekeeping is out of the way, it's time to sit back, relax, 
and reach out to singer-songwriter Brian Kelly. My guest tonight is the singer-songwriter Brian Kelly, whose solo project, Oceanography, dropped its sophomore LP, 13 Songs About Driving Nowhere in Alphabetical Order, in September of this year. A powerful meditation on life, loss, and loneliness, the record has been racking up positive reviews, and in October of this year, Kelly, also a talented videographer, released the deeply moving video for lead-off single Monterey, a tribute to his older sister, Corey. Brian, welcome to Large of the Truth. Good to be here. I want to say, just before we get started, I've been listening to uh, the new record sort of on loop for the last, oh, uh, cool. basically since since you agreed to come on the show. I love it. Oh, I'm um, glad you like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really, really do. Good to get some feedback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything I've read online seems to be very, very positive. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. got to feel good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's nice to put something out and have people connect with it. So yeah, I've been really fortunate in that in that realm. I think it's you know everyone's kind of experienced a similar thing and can relate. The emotions that you're evoking on the record are are yeah, I think they're very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not common, but they're very uniting in how we've all had to move through them, especially over you know the the rolling nightmare that has been the last couple yeah, of years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we talk about the new record, though, I'm just kind of curious. You released the first Oceanography EP, I think, in, was it 2012? Uh, it was 2011, actually. Yeah, That's so it. 10 years ago, yeah. Long, long time ago. But prior to that, how long have you been playing music? Oh, I mean, I picked up a guitar when I was 10, so it's oh, been wow, down, okay. downhill ever since. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no cure for it once you, get, once yeah, you figure yeah, out what yeah. you like doing. I wish I had picked up some, like, dentist equipment or something like that, you know. More money in that. <laughs> yeah, infinitely. <laughs> Not to sound life. cynical or anything, but no, 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 no. It's it's true. I've met dentists. They're they're doing yeah. better than both. Yeah, you they're doing well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did oceanography come together? Well, it came together when I moved back to California. I grew up in California, and, and I was in New York for a while. And then uh, when I moved back, I had all these songs that I wanted to start recording in my bedroom, and and I needed it kind of a, a different outlet. I didn't have a band necessarily. I had some people that I'd been playing with, you know, but nothing solid. So this, it, it, I kind of figured, well, I could, I could just call this thing oceanography and start recording under that name. And that's kind of the basics. Now, I know a lot of people who've had uh, solo projects and some of them I've had on the show, they tend to kind of do everything themselves. Uh, you yeah, know, they sort yeah. of play all the instruments. But yeah. with oceanography, you've actually managed to bring other musicians in for the various releases. Yeah, yeah. Each one has, for the most part, been different. I mean, I, I guess uh, Scott Barwick, a friend of mine, he's been kind of engineered a lot of them, and specifically the drums, played keys and stuff like that. Um, and it's been um, a different drummer for each um, release. But usually I do, I do the guitars and the bass and the vocals. It's it's been a situation where Scott has kind of recorded and engineered the drums, and then because I, I'm a terrible drummer, I'm an okay drummer. <laughs> I just, but I, I I'm a, also a perfectionist, so I, I you know I, I like to have everything in, in you know played consistently and in, in perfect time and or as right. perfect as we can get it, just so the energy's there. And and I cannot do that. I thought I'd be able to, but I, I tried, and I just didn't really cut cut the mustard. So it's someone else's job. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, the wise, the wise man outsources what he cannot yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I, can't, I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah, I wish I could, but I can't. I, this is maybe a little bit deeper question than I should be, should be oh, asking. Oh, no, right oh, now, no. But, 
I, I just, the self-awareness of being able to say, man, this isn't, this isn't for me. You yeah. do this. Yeah. Uh, there was a quote in the, an interview you, you did with the Bay Bridged in 2012. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And um, it, it just, again, it, it sort of speaks to that self-awareness. And, and you, again, if you don't want to answer it, you don't no, feel like fine, you have to. That's fine. But um, you were asked whether or not the people you collaborated with uh, on your EP, Parachutes of Plenty, uh -huh. whether they would be returning for future releases. And you said, uh, yeah, I'm not sure because I admit I'm not the easiest person to work with. Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, actually, at that time, uh, the drummer for that release was, was my girlfriend. Um, and we, we, we were kind of, uh, our relationship was, was coming to a close at that time. Right. So, so I was in the process of, of, you know, promoting this new release and didn't really have a, a, a drummer and... Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Sure, no, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, no. But I mean, I, I guess understand. I guess sometimes you know when you're when you're working with someone and you you have ex certain expectations and sometimes it's hard to articulate what it is specifically you want from them and and when people are kind of coming in and out, it's it's just it's just hard to kind of sometimes make concessions and it's it's hard to. I don't know. People people can get offended easily, and I'm I'm I in the, in certain circumstances I haven't always been the most diplomatic in, in my communication. <laughs> right. As, um, as someone who um, I I make my living podcasting, and but my, okay, my, my, okay. but my primary podcast is a storytelling show called The Ghost Story Guys. Okay. And cool. I, I have a lot of people who I shouldn't say a lot, but I have a couple of people who help me out with things. But I'm very much like you. I I think I have a very specific vision of how I want yeah, things to yeah, be. Yeah. And. I'm sometimes torn between being, uh, saying things like, well, no, do better, but also recognizing that this person is working for very little to nothing. Yeah. And they've done a lot probably already. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I have to imagine that's, that's a bit of a struggle when you, with same thing with a band, you know, there's not a ton of money in this for everyone. So you're coming no, together no. and you're kind of depending on goodwill, but also you have expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a, that, that particular situation, like my, my girlfriend, she had, um, learned to play drums for the project, which is quite oh, wow. a feat in and of itself. And she's a really good drummer. I mean, she's, you know, very creative and comes up with great parts, but I mean, she had to deal with me and my, my expectations. And I, I think that kind of wore on her, which is understandable. But she's great. She's a great, great drummer. And, and I, I can't imagine jumping into a situation. My, I wouldn't be able to do it. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Speaking of drums, I, I really noticed them on the new record. Okay. Yeah. There's a moment in Soaked to Pulp, the fourth track. Okay. Where the, yeah, yeah. the drums just become really sort of almost triumphant. And, and it's. Yeah. Yeah. That's a driving track. Yeah. 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 Song, yeah. And that's something I appreciated about the record is it manages to be, because obviously, you know, and we'll talk about it, you know, there, there's a strong element of, of melancholy present there, yeah, but there's yeah. also this uh, persistent hopefulness that uh -huh. bubbles up in all of the tracks. And that's something I particularly enjoyed. Was that, was that intentional? Uh, no, nothing's intentional. <laughs> so, I mean, it all uh, just kind of, I mean, everything just kind of came out. I'm not smart enough to, to, to be intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I so understand. I, I can just leave it at that. But I mean, I, I, that this album, it was, it was recorded live, which the others were not. So the basic tracks were recorded live. Right. So that, that, that might've added some of that energy to it that, that wasn't present in the previous releases. Right. So. Right. That makes sense. 
And so when did you start recording for the, for the new record? In 2016, 2015. Okay. Yeah. A long time ago. It, it, it has been sitting around for a long time. And what happened was I was recording, I had just finished mixing the previous record, Collier Canyon. And I was kind of like, I had been working on it and I was just kind of tired of it. And I had a, a collection of, of new songs that I wanted to start recording. And, and, um, I had just started playing with, uh, these different people, um, Peter Laverton on drums and, and, um, Bevan Herbeckian on bass and, and, and I was like, let's, we played, we played a couple live shows and, and I was like, let's, let's record an album. Like I had some money at the time and I was like, let's go to my friend's studio and we'll record these songs that I had. And that's kind of how it started. And then, um, over the course of that year, like my sister got sick. And so that kind of shaped the record too, and kind of pushing right. in, in a more melancholy direction, I would say. And I, I ended up like scrapping some of the songs that we had originally intended to put on the album and swapped them out with some others. And then it sat for a long time. And what finally kickstarted you to, uh, to want to get it out the door? Um, I had time to do it. Right. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I understand. That's basically what it comes down to is there's nothing, there's no romance there. It's just, I, I, I was so busy prior to that and I right. didn't have, have time. In the, the sort of the press notes for it, you've mentioned that the song is inspired by your drives around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that time, I was I was living outside of Oakland and driving a lot to work in Oakland. And then also, you know, I eventually moved to Oakland and then my sister got sick and she was back home at my mom's house. So there was a lot of driving back there to... I don't know. It's just, I was driving a lot. <laughs> right, right, so, right. And then also, you know, like she, she had a lot of doctor's appointments and stuff like that and was kind of in and out of the ER. And so there was a lot of time spent in cars. That's for sure. Um, I know uh, a friend of mine, my, my oldest friend actually was diagnosed with leukemia in 2019. And yeah, uh, it was kind of fascinating to see how our lives um, shifted so dramatically, yeah. you know, it becomes this, uh, this bubble. Yeah. And you can recalibrate what, what's important, you know, you you go from being outward to more inward, you know, and, and that's kind of what happened, I guess, um, in that time for me anyway, I didn't, I didn't really realize it till later that, that I, that it was kind of somewhat, the album was somewhat influenced by driving a lot. <laughs> right. Right. So, so yeah. It's a kind of meditative thing in a way, driving because you. Yeah, I, I, I it, yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, I, it's funny because, uh, you know, like li living in New York, I've been back here for a long time. But but when I was in New York, you know, you, you, I didn't drive anywhere. I just take the train everywhere, and then and then I would find myself like kind of missing the solitude of of driving, you know, in a car and, and listening to music, and even just I don't know. You also like I guess I do. I'm a it's a you know songwriting is a very solitary thing and I think at that point in my life I didn't have a lot of you know solitary space and the car was where I could think about you know songwriting right. and that sort of thing so whether I really like was conscious of it or not I don't know but I mean but yeah I think I would you know ideas would come to me while I was driving I love driving and I recently had to sell my car uh, because it was just no more uh, no longer uh, economical to fix you know so I, yeah I'm, yeah I know how that I'm, goes yeah 
Yeah. So I'm learning the, the car less life at the moment. I, I really hate it. Nice. It's probably nice. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's cheaper. Yeah. It's a, the cars are a money pit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I, I do miss that sort of meditative time of, of driving and, as you say, listening to music or catching up on podcasts and yeah, uh, yeah. having that time to kind of let your, your thoughts unspool. And I, I sort of wonder, you know, as we move towards whether we want to or not, I think a, a future where individual car ownership might be less common than it is now. I do wonder where we'll find that meditative time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, well, I imagine it, it, it will be in a self-driving car and we won't, we could probably record a whole album while we're driving somewhere. <laughs> Some of us will be doing that. Among, among other things. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. That is a future we have not yet contended with, I think. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The notion yeah, of what yeah. we'll get up to in self-driving cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I thought it'd be great to have like a delivery system when you're in there. You've got like a, you know, a food truck that pulls up next to you and can deliver you a burrito <laughs> while you're... <laughs> anyway. So point breaks. No, I'm into it. I mean, <laughs> I had to take my, my cat to the vet hospital in the summer and because of everything going on, you know, you, you can't wait inside. And we uh, waited outside for, oh, I want to say about seven hours. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's a long time. It was a long time. Wow. And it's the wow. first time I've ever ordered takeout to a parking lot. So, oh, nice, nice, nice. You know, yeah. meeting up with the Uber driver down in, uh, you know, the, from Dairy Queen. And I thought, uh, nice. so I absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I would have taken the uh, car to car transaction. There's, there's yeah, a future. Yeah, there. it's, you know, there's, it's possible, you know, maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. So you're spinning up money making ideas like no one's business here. This forget driving. Zoom is the new uh, the, the new meditation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you about a couple of specific songs on the record uh, and sort okay, of okay. kind of inspiration and, and kind of putting them together. I'll do um, my best to answer. Sure. I mean, you can make it up. I'll never know. <laughs> we'll finish with Monterey, but I was kind of curious. Mm-hmm. The the first one was um, Soak to Pulp. Where did that one begin? The idea is kind of not living in a place anymore. Like I, an example would be uh, my grandfather's house. Like when, when he passed away, you know, we sold it, which was unfortunate, but it was something we had to do. And, you know, now someone else is living in that house. And it just kind of a, an ode to like the spaces we live in and no longer live in anymore. I mean, that that's kind of what in, inspired the, the song or the, the general idea of the song, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. I mean, my grandparents' house, it was the same situation. You know, he, the, yeah. the, he passed in 2005 and I think they uh-huh. sold the house about a year or two later. And now it's, it's, it was such a big house in a small town. It's been broken into townhouses. I hate uh-huh. driving past it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad. I mean, you know, and, and he, and I mean, the song isn't necessarily about that specific house, but it was kind of inspired by it. And, it, and, and, you know, he was like, this is in San Francisco and he, he bought, he was the first owner of the house. I think he paid, I think he's, I think he put $50 down on it or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it ended up costing him like a total after everything was paid off. I think like $5,000. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy, but yeah, it, it just, I don't know that, that kind of thing where, you know, like 
you spend so much time in a space and so many things that mean so much to you happen there. But then, you know, when you're gone, it shifts to someone else's space. And, and I don't, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the, the gist of it. It's one of those themes I think everyone can connect with because, you know, I think about houses where I, or my grandparents' house or, or other houses where I spent a lot of time growing up that are gone now, at least that yeah. version of them is gone. And it, it's almost, despite that, you know, I clearly understand how memory works. It seems strangely inconceivable that I can recall every inch of this place. I can walk through it in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it no longer Smell, exists like, that yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's uh, and I, I suppose that's one of the themes that runs through the whole album is these things we remember, but which are no more. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful thing, but it's also a really, it's a shitty, difficult thing too. Yeah, yeah. It can, can be tough moving on, yeah, letting things go. Another track I was curious about, and this is possibly my favorite on the album. I'm still, I'm still deciding, but Painted Powder Blue. Is a, is a really spectacular song. Uh, and I actually, I'm just thanks, looking at thanks. Bandcamp here. It's almost six minutes long. I had no idea. It's a long one. <laughs> Maybe too long. I don't know. Maybe I should have cut it down to three minutes. I don't know. No, because it, it um, feels like three minutes. <laughs> I just, I'll just play it twice as fast when I play it live. <laughs> there you, know? you go. So, so nobody falls asleep. Yeah. Um, not possible. <laughs> But you mentioned also in, in some of the notes that you were, uh, one of the albums you were listening to when you were putting uh, this album together was Springsteen's Nebraska. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great, it's a great one. So good. And, and I got to tell you, man, when the harmonica kicks in, in uh -huh. Painted Powder Blue, I felt that like a ton of bricks. Oh, cool, cool. I can't describe the feeling exactly. Mournful seems too reductive, but it just, it just hits like a hammer. And it is, uh, it's just an incredibly, incredibly uh, vivid song in its imagery. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Glad we put the harmonica in there. That was a, that was a late addition. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I would not have guessed. So where, where did uh, Pain and Powder Blue come from? Well, it, it's, uh, it's a breakup song. The girl who was playing drums on the previous or two previous albums, she she when we broke up, I kind of wrote it about that. I was cat sitting at someone's house and I wrote it there. Okay, <laughs> a little tidbit. I swear I didn't start this interview intending to drag you through all your most painful memories. That was not my intention. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna need some like uh, some counseling after this. I think I get that a lot. <laughs> totally normal. I'll be I'll be okay. I'll be okay. I think. I, 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 you seem like a tough guy. You, you, you can handle it. Actually, I'm curious on, on the subject of, of Nebraska. Do you have a favorite track on the album? I'm terrible at, at remembering song titles, so I have to look at the... For me, it's uh, Highway Patrolman. The Jonestown Flood song. I think that would be my favorite. Oh, that's, I think it's also Highway Patrolman. Is it Highway uh, Patrolman? Yeah, well, the band plays uh, the night of the Johnstown flood. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, then, yes, that, that's, that's probably, that would be my favorite one. Yeah, I guess State Troop. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we're going to have to agree on that. It's going to be the best song. Atlantic City is good, too. 
Atlantic City is very good. Yeah, that's a good one too. Or wait, no, you're talking about Highway Patrolman. Sorry, that's a good. Yes. Is that, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, State Trooper is fascinating because I think it's the closest he's come to a horror movie soundtrack. Yeah, well, apparently he used to watch a lot of B movies. Um, oh, okay. When he was making this. I don't know why I'm thinking that, but I think that that was like a source of inspiration for him. I think the film Badlands was also an inspiration. I think that's actually. Oh where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the the title track is sort of partially inspired by that, and just Charles Starkweather. Uh-huh. Generally, and so obviously the 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 leadoff uh, track is Monterey, and that's yeah, the, the yeah, final yeah. one of the one to ask you about tonight. Two months too soon, too much too late. You said it. And again, very, very powerful song. The, the lyric, we are prone to accidents close to home. Something about that, again, really, really resonates. And could you talk a bit about that song? Uh, yeah. Um, I also wrote that while cat sitting. <laughs> this is a valuable time for you. We got to get some yeah, more well, cats. Well, well, the, the, the woman whose house I was singing at, she has like a really nice piano there. So, um, ah. so the, the piano actually on that song is, is her piano. I recorded it. In, okay. In her house to a click track, and then we added to it later. But um, that um, was written at a time when, when you know, we we're my my sister wasn't not doing well, and and there were a lot of you know strange family dynamics going on, and and sure. um, the song is a reference to that dynamic, essentially. Right. And you know, we're prone to accidents close to home. You know, we we. We don't always treat the ones we're closest to with the most respect and, um, you know, because we know they'll, they'll love us no matter what. Yeah. It, it's sort of one of those but cruel, uh, I don't know if, if irony is the right word, but you know, we, we sometimes, yeah, we, we go after the ones we love the most cause we assume they're always going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of and it And we're well. most comfortable with them and, and, you know, cause we've known them the longest and we're familiar with their, their, you know, idiosyncrasies and, and. Yeah, families. The, the family dynamic can be re- really complex, and, and um, that's that's basically what's in there in that song. And obviously, the video uh, for for that just came out last month. And as yeah. I mentioned in the in the intro, it is a it's a deeply moving video. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so m- my sister, who passed away, she was. Um, she was the kind of person who would always, you know, whenever there was an event or social gathering, she would always be the one to kind of take everyone's picture and gather, gather everyone around at the end. And, and, and also she just loved, she was an artist and a a painter, illustrator and and photographer. And, you know, I, I grew up with her, you know, making me pose for photos and that kind of thing. And, you know, (laughs) she, she was, um, I was a younger brother and I like eight years younger than her. So, um, right. so, you know, she, I would do what she wanted. <laughs> I was always right. compliant. So I think she kind of had fun with that. And I didn't, I didn't fully realize that, you know, till later in life, but, um, 
anyway, so she she when she passed away left behind uh, many many crates of photographs of you know her personal life and also our family's life and um, so I thought you know I I, I I should do something with these and I think it would be you know meaningful to to turn them into a video um, and 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 it was also like a very uh, like a cathartic thing for me to do to go through these photos and, and it, it kind of helped me revisit my sister at a time you know throughout the times of her life when she was not sick and you know right. going through the, the horrible things that, that cancer can can bring to your body anyway so so yeah i mean that's that's basically so it's like a a, a time lapse of her from a, a baby on until you know close to when she passed away um, right so. Well, as I said, it's it's a really really beautiful video, and thank you, thank you. Yeah, and, and what I find really interesting is that you, you again you've got such a strong um, musical sense because again I, I genuinely like your music, but you also got a really strong visual sense because that video sort of prompted me to go look at some of your past videos. Uh -huh. yeah. And you've got some really great stuff in there. I mean, you've got Thanks. another stop motion video for uh, Rainbow Records. Uh -huh. yeah. with mixtapes that I just really, really enjoyed. And uh, there's another one for, I just have to find it here. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Field Shots oh, that yeah, I re yeah. really liked. <laughs> it's a funny one. Yeah, that entailed me like running around all over the place with this weird box with a camera stuck in it and <laughs> um, filming all these transitions of me doing weird things. I don't know, I'd be like in, in a like on the side of the road and... and I remember one time someone came up to me like, what the hell is that box? Like, what are you doing near my land? I was like, oh, no, I'm just, it's like a school project. It's fine. It's not, I'm not, not cause it, it was really odd. Like I, sometimes I'd, I'd have it up on a tripod. Right. And it's just, it's, it's literally like a big, like a black box, like two and a half feet wide by like a foot high, two feet deep, whatever. It's, it's, it just looks really strange and, and kind of, um, uh, threatening because <laughs> it's like is there like is a something going to shoot out of the face of that or what sure. the hell is going on so this you know so people would kind of stop and, and you know wonder what i was doing which is understandable Fair. um so anyway yeah it, it kind of made for some interesting interactions but but yeah there's a there's a moment a couple of shots in the video where you are sort of looking up away from the camera and as someone who likes to take night photos Oh, okay, I, okay. I recognize the look on your face, which is that look of, is there anyone around to whom this appears threatening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, and a couple of times I'm like in the middle of a street and a car is coming and I got to like move yep. this thing along before I get hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, I remember one time I was I was shooting this one. Really, it's it's gone now, but it was this little kind of, I think it was a Kiwanis village. So uh -huh. a lot of neat little houses and kind of huts and things and uh, like a vacation community kind of thing or like what? no more like a like a, seri a series of cabins for senior citizens. Uh, okay, okay. But uh, I was just taking some night again some night photos and all of a sudden this guy storms out of this uh, out of his thing and says unless you're a cop doing uh, unless you're a cop doing reconnaissance get the fuck out of here right now. And oh thought, wow. Well, that's very specific. <laughs> I don't no know what happens were here. involved though. Were they? No, 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 no. We're, okay. we're a very, very, very liberal city. <laughs> Even our violence is passive aggressive. That's good. It's safer. Another video I was curious about was 
split the pick in two. And that was done in a, I don't even know how I would describe that. How, how would you describe that? It's the, the style ASCII, of ASCII code. Oh, okay. There, that's ASCII, it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a, kind of just a, an idea that I had. And I, I, I had where, did it, where did it come from? I think I, did, I was like making some posters or something with that. And you could, you could, um, you know, there, there's a, a site where you can upload a photo and it'll, it'll, um, turn it to ASCII. Um, okay. I'm not even sure if that's how you, you pronounce it, ASCII. I'm not I'm even sure. pretty sure it is, yeah. I think, I think so. Anyway. I think um, that's right. And I thought it'd be interesting to make a video, you know, with that. So, um, I, uh, I filmed myself, you know, playing various instruments to the song and edited it together. And then, uh, my girlfriend who is an engineer, she, um, helped write this code to, oh, to wow. turn it into ASCII. So, so it was, uh, yeah that's very cool so that's that's a custom effect basically oh yeah 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 yeah. she wrote it to so basically you you take all of the um still images one at a time and it processes them um, oh man so so you could say that's also stop stop animation but not really no it's not no i don't know but yeah it's but yeah we had to do it like frame by frame so it, it took a while but the computer did it so i didn't have to upload each individual still that That's would have something. taken forever, but I was actually willing to do that if I had to, but, but I was like, there's gotta be a better way. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she oh, helped man. me uh, realize that. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're, you and me are a little bit like in that when we want something, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. 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 And sometimes yeah. we don't necessarily think of the, the, the sort of that shortcut. So we'll just yeah. do the, you know, for a long time, I didn't know you had to skin beats before you eat them. Oh, okay. So I just thought, man, beets taste like shit, but I need iron. So, okay. <laughs> and then someone said, you know, there's, if you take them, oh, wow, this is you know, much You know better. what you can do, actually, is you can scout what I do. <laughs> Might not be the best approach, but I, 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 I take this a scouring pad and, and okay. scour the dirt off of them. And it's kind of an easy way of skinning them so you don't you get all the dirt out. I don't know. Try it. All you right. So, okay, what the hell? <laughs> Can't hurt, right? Like it's, it can't be worse than anything it else. It could hurt, maybe. I don't know, but I it hasn't hurt me yet, as far as I know. So, do you have any formal training in in videography or anything like that, or is it just um, something you picked well, up along the way? No, well, by trade, I'm a designer. So, like it, to make money, I do design work. So that that's kind of oh, and, okay. and also I, I I grew up in a family that's like we're pretty creative. Like my mom taught us how to draw at a young age, and, right? You know, um, that kind of thing. But no, I don't. I mean, not not videography. I I, I just kind of self taught. So as we start to uh, bring it to a close here, Brian, I'm kind of curious. What's next for you in terms of oceanography? Well, I'm going on tour at the end of March for a couple months. Um, oh wow! So that is going to be a little crazy. I I I have a van that I will be living in for a couple months. We'll see how that plays out. Yeah, so it's going to be like a a national tour. That's the plan. Um, That's fantastic. Is that is that a uh, a headlining tour? Are you opening for someone? I'm just. Um, I am going to be playing. Some of the shows are by my lonesome, and some I'll be playing probably with like a local act. Um, but it's it's. Um, I'll be on my own. So there's. It's not like a, I'm not like going on tour opening for another band or anything like that. Right. Um, this is like a. A lone wolf <laughs> renegade tour. 
<laughs> um, or something. Um, but yeah, it'll be solo. I'm not going to be with a band or anything like that. But, okay. Um, and how did that come about? That's that's quite a big endeavor for a, so, for a uh, solo artist. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that I, I want to do to promote this thing. And, and it's also, you know, I've been kind of on lockdown for so long. I, sure. It'd be nice to get out into the world and, and, and play shows again. And, and I figured why not? If I'm going to do it, do it 100% or 175% or whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. um, yeah, it, so that's the plan. And then hopefully after that, on the, on the tour, I think I'll, I'll be trying out some new songs and stuff. So the idea is when, when that's finished, I'll just start working on the next one. Hopefully we'll have time after the tour to, to finish another album. And and who knows what kind of changes all that driving will bring about to it. Yeah, I'll probably have hemorrhoids by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> the third LP was his hemorrhoids record. Yeah, this is inspired by, yeah, I don't know if that angle is going to work, but. <laughs> yeah, I said, you just got to lie. Just come up with different different words for the same thing. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Rough road. <laughs> Rough road, yeah. That's good. I got to write that down. <laughs> yeah, it's all yours. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the plan. But I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe, you know, there's another strain and things will get shut down again and I won't be able to do it. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But let's, let's hope not. I've, yeah, I've I hope not. Yeah. had enough of this goddamn island. Yeah. 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 And uh, so how do you decide on dates for that? Um, it's just what, whoever will have me. That's how. Okay. We, yeah. Fair. I don't suppose any dates across the border. No, but I, the, the guy I'm working with, I think he wants, he's, he's talking about going up, up north. Um, but I don't know if I can handle that length of tour. Um, yeah, fair. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. And where can everyone find details about the, the tour, where to buy uh, physical copies or digital copies of music? Where can everyone find you online? Oceanographymusic.com. And that has links to your social media as well. And Yeah, and yeah. Like, like Instagram's Oceanography Music. Facebook is Oceanography Music. I think I'm on TikTok as Oceanography. I don't know if I've ever posted anything on TikTok, but... I was gonna say I'm on there, and I yeah, don't, I don't, I'm, I'm I'm too old for it. But um, yeah, I I, I have a hard time putting that much work into something so ephemeral. I, yeah, the idea yeah, of yeah. putting that much work into something that's gonna be seen by a hundred people and then never even thought about again. Yeah, know, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my guest has been Brian Kelly, also known as Oceanography. I'll put links to all his social media and his website in the show notes. Make sure to listen to the new album, folks. It is really, really great. I know I'm going to be picking up a hard copy myself. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah, sure thing. And that's the ballgame. Don't forget to check out Oceanography's latest record, 13 songs about driving nowhere in alphabetical order. You can find that at oceanography.bandcamp.com. Or if you want a hard copy, as I've mentioned, I'm going to be picking one up myself, so you can be in the cool kids club. You can do that at oceanographymusic.com. You can also find links to Brian's website, his social media profiles, and some of the videos we mentioned as well in this episode. Again, they're really visually inventive videos, folks, and I think you'll enjoy them. So make sure to check those out. Big thanks, of course, to Brian Kelly from Oceanography for hanging out tonight. Thanks also to Peter of Pizanta Music for my fabulous theme song. You can find more from him at nightharvestrecordings.com or by searching for Pizanta Music wherever you get your tunes. And finally, thank you for listening. Without you folks, there wouldn't be much point. 
Until next time, I hope the night takes you to the same strange and wonderful places it takes me. And remember, if you're not sure what comes next, put a call out into the dark. You never know who's going to pick up. I'll see you next time.